Hey, beer lovers, welcome to the Brews Less Traveled podcast and beer club. I'm so excited to announce our new undiscovered craft beer city that we're going to be exploring this entire month. It is Charlotte, North Carolina, and we are kicking off the month with a bang. We're going to be speaking with Connor Wolfarth, the owner at City Brew Tours Charlotte. So no one really knows the craft beer scene better in Charlotte than him. So he's going to be a great guest today. We're going to be drinking two beers from Heist Brewery. The first one is the Citra Quenchel New England style IPA. And the second one is the London Bridges Falling Brown Brown Ale. I am so excited to kick off a new city in a new month with my new co-host with all of you. Stay tuned. I can't wait to share this episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Brews Less Traveled podcast in Beer Club. I'm your craft beer loving host, Molly Lamb. And I am excited to say we are launching our new undiscovered craft beer city today. So, of course, all of our Beer Club members already know what it is. And I am pleased to say it is Charlotte, North Carolina. We're going to be here all of the month of October exploring its amazing craft beer scene. I literally just got back yesterday and honestly, I loved it there. It's such a charming city. And as usual, I have a new co-host with me for the entire month of October. I am joined by Mary Catherine. I like to call her MC for short. And I'm super happy to have my second female co-host. Mary Catherine, you want to say a quick hello? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks, Molly. Um, Like Molly said, I'm MC. Um, I'm so excited to be here with you tonight. I'm calling from Columbia, Missouri, which is my hometown. Molly, when you asked me to be on the podcast, I got like giddy excited. Um, I'm like so honored to be here. So honored to be like sharing space with another woman talking about beer. It's like such a rare treat just for you all to know, you know, I have been in the food and restaurant industry for about 11 years now. Um, And then for the last like five years or so, my career has really been hyper-focused on um, craft beer service and service management. The pandemic kind of helped me shift into a new role of beer education, and I've really been loving it here. So I'm really excited to get started with you all tonight. And I'm just going to take a second and brag about Mary Catherine. So she's among my most accredited co-hosts yet. So she's completed one and a half of the Cicerone certifications, including the certified beer server and most of the certified Cicerone as well. She's currently studying for the tasting portion of that level, which is super challenging. And like she said, yep, worked as a beer (laughs) tender, slinging beers behind the bar, and is also a fellow co-worker of mine at our other brand, unboxed experiences hosting our super fun beer and cheese events virtually so mary Catherine, you have all of us in very good hands and i cannot wait to just talk about beer with you this is going to be so much fun i'm so excited that you said yes and we're we're able to commit you know wednesday nights to to you know hang out and have a beer so it's awesome making me blush molly other than that we have a really great guest coming on tonight connor Wolfarth is going to be with us. He is a franchise owner um, at the City Brew Tours in Charlotte, and we're going to be drinking the Citraquential New England style IPA and also the London Bridges Falling Brown English Brown Ale, both from Heist Brewery in Charlotte. 
these beers are going to be great. And yeah, I always love when we get to have a brew bus owner on. We've been lucky to have quite a few. So yeah, I'm pumped to introduce Connor a little bit later. And one thing I love about city brew tours is they have this great combination of making it educational, but also super fun. And I feel like they really hit a need in the industry for both beer education. And then of course the, you know, fun social vibe that comes along with drinking beer too. So that is exciting. And it's always a great way to learn about the city is going on a brewery tour. But first, you guys want to go ahead and open a beer. Mary Catherine, you want to open the Citra Quenchel New England style IPA with me? Absolutely. I have been, I read some reviews about this beer in preparation and I have been itching to drink it. The reviews are incredible. Oh yeah. And I tried it when I was when I was at heist and it did not disappoint. And yeah, I can't believe I just got back yesterday. I was excited because this was the one city I can fly to direct from Chattanooga. (laughs) You always have to fly through Charlotte or Atlanta. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to have a layover. All right, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Look at that hazy boy. Oh my gosh. Wow. That Citra. I can smell it from like across the room. I know it almost could be a perfume. Mm, all right. Oh, that's so refreshing. Yeah. And this beer, it uh, clocks in at 7.1% ABV. And it's a New England style IPA brewed with Citra. And man, it's just really flooded with that unmistakable aroma and flair of the Citra hops. It's got like a big tropical fruit note to it, but it's also got like a smooth dry finish. Yeah. Very dry at the end, a little astringent, but like in a really good way. Mm -hmm. One of the things I like really love about single hopped beers like this, you know, so often you see, especially New England style IPAs have like two and three and four different hops in the hop bill. Um, But with like a single hopped IPA like this, you can really like get to know one type of hop really well. And Citra is so popular. Absolutely. I know when you brought that up earlier, MC, when we were talking, I thought that was such a good point. You're right. Because sometimes it's almost like this fight to have the most hops, Mm -hmm. which is totally cool. You can get a really complex flavor if you're adding, you know, a few different things in there. But I completely agree with you. I think a single hopped beer is great. Because it's kind of no muss, no fuss. We believe in this hop. We're putting everything into it. You know what I mean? We really believe that this alone can make the beer. You get to know the hop so much better. Because now I feel like I know all what Citra is about just from smelling this beer. Right. I mean, that tropical aroma is just beautiful. I'd say this beer is hazy on purpose and delicious with intent. It's super good. It's not as sweet as some juicy IPAs. It's got like a nice refreshing finish to it. Yeah. And a nice pillowy mouthfeel. Yes. Yes. Super plush for sure. And um, while you guys are enjoying this beer, I'm going to share a couple facts about Charlotte with you. So as I mentioned in our last episode, Charlotte is the pimento cheese capital of the world. So a bit more on that. The city's popular local spot, Ruth Salads, produces 45,000 pounds of the Southern lunchtime staple every single week. It's actually the most of any company in the entire Southeast. Yeah, and I'm a bit of a beer history nerd. 
um, almost to a fault. So I'm going to lay some history on you guys. So specifically about Charlotte, in the 1700s, there were two really important pathways that crossed where uptown Charlotte is, which is actually the downtown neighborhood. Um, They feel that uptown seems a little more positive. Um, I agree, I think. Um, One was called the Great Wagon Road, and it was built by European settlers, and it stretched from Philadelphia to Georgia, and it basically moved colonists southward. Um, In North Carolina, the route touched a large American Indian trail um, and remnants of these two roads still exist in Charlotte. They're called Tryon and Trade Streets. And that intersection is now called Independence Square. That's so cool. I know I tried to find that intersection when I was there. I never found it, but I know I'm Mm. a history buff too. So I thought that was really cool. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, a little bit more about Heist. So they opened in 2012 and it was actually Charlotte's only craft brew pub for a while. And they started out as a German brew house and then they expanded in 2017, adding a 30 barrel production facility. And their original focus was on small batch beer and the traditional Belgian and German beer styles. And then in 2016, they kind of found their stride, creating the original hazy IPA in North Carolina, the Citra Quenchel that we're drinking today. So that's kind of cool. This was this was a beer that kind of launched the hazy revolution in North Carolina. So I think that's really special about this beer. Yeah, stands up to the test of time for sure. So now they kind of um, focus more on adjunct stouts, um, hazy IPAs, and according to Molly, they make a killer check pills and they still dabble in some small batch brews though. I can't wait to hear about that pills, Molly. I had such a good time. It was always my first stop right when I got to Charlotte. I went to Heist first because they have a really good food menu there. Um, I had this yummy satan wrap that I had with that Czech pills. And it was a nice beer because it was how I like a Pilsner, which is actually kind of, I sort of joke around and say like, yeah, like give me a Pilsner, but make it a Hellas. Like a Hellas is actually like one of my favorite beers. I like it because it's got like a more multi backbone. And I found that this Pilsner was kind of more aligned with that style of Pilsner. It was a little bit um, deeper color. It had more body to it. It was a great, great drink, a really good beer with food. I also had a, it was a brown ale brewed with peanut butter and bananas. And so it was named after Elvis. It was called Haunting Graceland because I don't know if people know this, but Elvis apparently loves like peanut butter and banana sandwiches. So they modeled this brown ale after his favorite, his favorite meal. And it was such a delicious beer. Oh my God. It was so good. It was way more crushable than you would think. I think because it was a brown ale and not like a stout. It was very, very drinkable. It actually went really well with food. I loved that beer. I really love that Heist is kind of bringing brown ales to the forefront a little bit more. I always say, but that's a beer style. I kind of want to see on the menu a little bit more. Yeah. I love when people brew with like a little food almost in their beer. That peanut butter lends itself to a nice pairing. Mm -hmm. I heard that they had a really great food menu there. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And it was just like a cool, cozy vibe, really nice wooden axe 
accents everywhere, dim lighting. And yeah, I had a satan wrap, like I mentioned. It was great with that check pills. And yeah, they just had a really good menu overall. And they have two locations. I went to just their brew pub. They have another one that they also have live music at. So for the folks that are in the Charlotte area or are visiting, definitely go and check out a concert when they have one going on there. It's a really, really fun spot. But speaking of brown ales, do you want to go ahead and open this London Bridges Falling Brown with me? Yeah, I'm really curious about this one. I'm going to use like a traditional like London pub mug here. Nice. I love a good mug. Woo! Oh, that's beautiful. That is a beautiful beer. Yeah. And this one I had, I definitely had one of these when I went. So the London Bridges Falling Brown, it clocks in at 5.4% ABV. This is an English style brown ale with notes of light roast coffee, dark chocolate with a nutty quality and a subtle note of dark fruit to it. I found this one to be really palatable. Yeah. Nice kind of bitter quality to it, but a little bit of a sweet finish. Yeah, I definitely get that that coffee like right off the bat on the uh-huh. nose. Yeah, absolutely. Really good. Let's welcome on our guest this evening, Connor Wolfarth, franchise owner at City Brew Tours in Charlotte. Connor, how are you? Hi guys. Very nice to meet you all. I'm happy to be with you. Yeah, pumped to see you. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Cool. So, Connor, we always love to start off by asking our guests their craft beer origin story. Can you tell us yours? Sure. So I guess my my craft beer journey started about a decade ago, maybe a little bit more. Uh, my parents purchased what they'll end up retiring to uh, a condo in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. And there's a very famous brewery there that's a little bit mainstream now because they merged with Sam Adams. But perhaps you've heard of Dogfish Head. So they're, they're everywhere now as a result of their relationship with um, Sam Adams. But I got to know them very early on before they, they built this gleaming new beautiful tap room um, when they were sort of just a scrappy startup. And for sentimental reasons, they've been my favorite ever since. And yeah, now you can get them at any restaurant, any stadium has, has dogfish head. And actually, it's really good for me because previously I wasn't able to get my favorite beer, which is their 60 minute IPA anywhere else except Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. And now I can get it basically anywhere. But yeah, so that's that's where it started. And and I just I really fell in love with the craft beer community and uh, where my parents live in Bel Air, Maryland. There's a few around there that are you know built up on farms. And I just I love the atmosphere going to them, visiting them. And now. You know, I get to do a fair amount of traveling either in my personal life or for my job. And wherever I go, I always make sure that I visit a local craft brewery. It's one of my absolute favorite things to do. Yeah, I always say when you're traveling, one of the best ways to kind of get the lay of the land is to go to a brewery. And I love that because beer is so local. You know, it really kind of defines the region or the state or the city. You know, you don't really get that same experience from wine because it's either really just in like Oregon or California or overseas somewhere but no matter where you're traveling to you can always find a brewery somewhere nearby and it always feels like a fun local thing to do so i totally agree with that and uh yeah we always love having a brewery bus tour owner on and because you have just kind of like a broad view of the city's beer scene what do you think makes charlotte special in terms of craft beer I had gotten to travel to Charlotte a few times. I'm not originally from Charlotte, um, but I got to do a fair amount of traveling there for my job. 
And what I noticed in just dealing with like some, some vendors that we were working with and different people, they would, everybody would always take us to a brewery. And I'm originally from New York and very similar to how we have like a pub culture here in New York, where there's a pub on every corner in Charlotte, there's literally a brewery almost on every corner. Um, I could not believe how many there were in there in the sort of the 20 mile radius of my franchise, there are 30 breweries. And in the Charlotte metropolitan area, there are 60 breweries, which is just really unheard of. And when you compare it to any other city, there is no comparison, honestly. And that's, that's really why I thought the concept of a city brew tours would do really well in Charlotte. We, you know, obviously had to slow walk our, our launch for obvious reasons, but um, we, we got up and running in June, finally, after a lot of hard work and, waiting honestly but um the the reception's been great so far and uh, yeah we really love charlotte and the breweries that we work with are just fantastic uh, generally speaking people in breweries are just great people to work with they're really passionate about what they do um they're really passionate about their craft and what i love and and i think sort of you know chad really capitalized on this in in the city brew tours and other cities but is to cultivate the relationships with the with the brewers and with the owners of these breweries because when you come through with a tour, they are the ones who make it special. They're the ones who will sit down for 20, 25 minutes, a half hour, and walk people through what what their latest batch of of beer is, what they're working on, what what they're experimenting with. And again, that that's really what makes our tours very special. Absolutely. I totally agree. And it is all about that connection and that relationship. I I actually didn't know that Charlotte had that many breweries, but yeah, everyone just kept raving about the beer scene there. And I'm curious, Connor, what's your favorite beer style? What What do you love to drink? It's a cliche, but I am an IPA drinker. I love IPAs. I love the the more bitter, the more hoppy, the better for me. Like I said, my favorite beer of all time is the Dogfish Head 60 Minute IPA. It's a solid beer, yeah. Yeah, it's just a classic, classic American IPA. Slightly, I would say it was. It's a little bit of an East Coast IPA. What's interesting is over time, I've become more of a. I like, I like the bitter. I like pine and the bitterness of pine, and I like a little bit of like grapefruit in my beer. A little bit of you know a good amount of citrus in it, but. Uh, the 60 minute is not that it's more earthy. It's slightly floral, got almost like a bready malt character to it with a hint of honey, which isn't generally what I go for. Again, I like the, the more bitter, the more hoppy beers, but I guess for sentimental reasons, it'll, it'll always be my favorite. Let's take a beer break. We know Connor loves IPAs and I love a good IPA too, but Earlier in the episode, we were talking about brown ales. So I wanted to just take a second to talk a little bit about the history of how this style got started. First of all, it's my personal opinion that brown ales are very underrated. I think that's because marketing matters. Brown is just not that exciting of a color. But I am here to tell you that this amazing style is one that is going to give you a lot of flavor, but without overwhelming the palate. That's actually really hard to do. Brown ales first came on the scene in London in the 1600s, and they were given their name simply based on their color due in part to the dark brown malts that brewers in London were using. They were actually quite popular when they first appeared on beer menus. However, at the beginning of the 18th century, people were turning their attention to the newer, higher hopped pale ales. 
It actually took over 150 years for brown ales to become popular again. This was thanks to a company called Mann's, which first brewed their famous brown ale, simply called Mann's Brown Ale, in 1902 and kind of brought the style back to life a little bit. The success of this beer was mainly due to the fact that the inventor, Thomas Wells Thorpe, marketed their brown ale as, quote, the sweetest beer in London. See, that's a sexier name than just saying brown ale, right? Then enter Newcastle. In 1925, they released their infamous brown ale that we all know and love. And they're really credited for bringing this famous London style to the States and gave it a new life. This is a style I feel like is not on the menu enough, but thanks to great breweries like Heist that we're featuring today, they're really showing consumers that this is a beer style not to be overlooked. Now let's get back to the interview and hear more what Connor has to say. Uh, and we have a question in the chat with so many breweries. How do you choose the ones on the tour and uh, do you offer different routes? That's a great question. Thank you. Pat. We do. So, so we work with um, eight breweries uh, so far. We're looking to onboard a couple more. I try and get it as diverse as possible. Geographically diverse. There's a whole bunch of neighborhoods, almost like boroughs around uh, uptown Charlotte. Um, so we like to get people out because honestly you could do your own brewery crawl yourself in Charlotte and have a great time. So we want to take people out of the different neighborhoods so that we do one in South End, for example, one in Plaza Midwood, one in Noda. We don't work with Noda. I saw somebody somebody make a comment about liking Noda, which is a great brewery, award-winning. They have numerous accolades. We do not work with them yet, um, but I would love to uh, sometime in the near future. But uh, that's that's one of the most important things is, is just making sure it's geographically diverse. Because in Charlotte, when you have 30 in a 20 mile radius, you know, there's multiple breweries on the same block and you want to get people sort of out of a situation where they could just walk to them themselves. We want to give people we want to add that value for particularly locals um, who might stick to, you know, two or three breweries in their neighborhood is to, to get them out of their comfort zone and, and get to experience what, what else the city has to offer. Working with breweries that want to work with us, a lot of people, one of the things that we have to overcome is sort of the drunk bus mentality. And that, you know, a lot of other operators give us a bad reputation because they come in with just belligerent bachelor parties and they're not interested in the craft. They're not interested in showing people behind the scenes aspect of it. Um, They're just there to crush as many beers as possible, make a mess out of the bathrooms and then leave. So we, there's a lot of smoothing over that we have to do and walking people, walking the brewers through what we're going to do and walk them through the educational side of it and walk them through, you know, the areas that we want to have access to so that we can add that behind the scenes experience to it. Uh, so that that's another aspect of it. And then, you know, also diversity of style. So there's, there's you know, breweries that just specialize in, in German styles. Uh, there's two or three of those in, in Charlotte. We're actually working with Guild, uh, or we will be working with Guild, which is opening up their first U.S. location ever in Charlotte. We're very excited about that. Very famous brewery from Germany. So we'll we'll work with them. Um, Size is also another factor. We want to diversify the size of the breweries. So Old Mecklenburg is the, the oldest craft brewery in Charlotte, and they've been around since 2008. They have, they've moved from facility to facility to facility as they've grown, and they're huge now. And they have one of the largest beer gardens in the country, in addition to a beautiful restaurant with several bars attached to it. Um, so they're like, they're huge, right? But 
Um, so we like working with places like that, particularly when we do corporate and private events with larger parties. But we also want the mom and pop type places. So we work with a, a brewery called Lower Left, which they came up with their name based on where they are located, the lower left quadrant of the city. And they're located in an old garage, an old, you know, where people would take their car to be serviced. And um, there's a big car culture in Charlotte, too, because of the importance um, in the NASCAR circuit. And Charlotte Motor Speedway and the Coca-Cola 500 is obviously a big draw for Charlotte. So there's a whole car culture there. And what's interesting is this shop that Lower Left is located in had been sort of abandoned for, for a while. And they came in and they made it their brew house, but they kept all of these different features like the garage doors and, and some of the other equipment that the, the garage techs would use. And they converted the back. They converted the the rear of of the location to basically like a backyard type of atmosphere. And they wanted it to be a place where you felt like you were hanging out in your neighbor's garage or in your neighbor's backyard. And that's exactly what it's become. And a lot of the people that used to have their classic cars serviced at that garage now frequent lower left the brewery and they bring their cars by. And, and it's interesting because it's become an Instagram moment for our guests because whenever we're there, there is always some really cool old classic car that's meticulously maintained so it's, that's that's very cool also that's awesome yeah cool connor you've talked a lot about the business but what do you think the most fun part about running a brew bus company is so before, before this past weekend i wouldn't have known how to answer that but uh, <laughs> after after we so we participated in the moon brew festival which is a burger and craft beer festival that in Charlotte every year, um, hosted by a restaurant that's called Moon Brew. But obviously the focus is craft beer and then burgers. And we had a vendor tent set up. And I didn't know what to expect. We, we've only been operating since June, like I said. So this was obviously our first festival, our first sort of, it was sort of our coming out party to the, the craft beer community in Charlotte. And we had an absolute blast. We set up, we set up a little beer pong competition for people to win a tour for two with us and people loved it. We also got these big, huge beer mug uh, hats, top hats that we emblazoned our logo on. And people were, people were coming from every corner of that festival to get their hands on one of those hats. Everybody loved it, but we, we were able to create a really good amount of buzz around our, around our tent that we had set up. And hopefully it will result in some sales for us, but um, it was just such a fun time. And it actually got fun as the, as the day went on, because people were obviously coming to us after they had had a few. So they were, they were lightening up, but I, I don't often, I'm not, I don't find myself in situations normally where I'm not drinking, but everybody else is. And that's basically what it was, but people, we just had a blast with it. People were so much fun. They really responded to the competition that we had set up and they were getting into it. And, and so it was great that, that so far has been the most fun aspect of it. Otherwise I will say though, one of the complaints that my guides have is that obviously all of our guides in Charlotte love craft beer. They love the breweries that we're working with. They love the culture and they love um, exposing people to it, but it is a pain in the butt not to be able to consume with your, with your guests, but obviously uh, safety and transportation is a key part of what we're offering people. So obviously our guides are not drinking, but I would imagine that would make it a little bit more fun. We'd have to stay in one location though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I know you haven't been, uh, you know, open as a franchise for very long, but are there any like super memorable experiences other than this festival that just happened or any like fun stories from a really great tour that you could share with us? 
I would say our launch weekend was pretty exciting. Friends and family were obviously involved, so that was a lot of fun. But the the initial tours, I would say, I don't know if you've I don't know if you've met Isaac from City Brew Tours, but he's uh, a very important guy at City Brew Tours Corporate and helps a lot of these other cities off the ground. And um, he came down to help us with our friends and family tours. I had been planning this for so long. Usually, I think it takes three months from when you purchase your franchise to launching it. It took me over a year because I purchased a franchise in April of 2020, that idea, and then basically sat in a holding pattern for over a year. Um, And that was extremely frustrating. But basically, all I was thinking about for a year was, oh, my God, am I ever going to be able to do this? Was this a colossal mistake? You know, Um, and there was definitely a lot of pressure building up for that friends and family tour. And Isaac, again, he sort of led a lot of those first tours. And it, apparently it was written all over my face to how stressed out I was and how, you know, whatever. But um, he basically took me in aside and was like, are you OK? Because this is going to be OK. Look at look at what we're doing. There was so much uncertainty and it all came together. And our brewery partners were just fantastic. They, I'm not trying to brag about our brewery affiliates. If you want, if you're interested in seeing who they are, please go to our website, City Brew Tours dot com slash Charlotte just to check them out because they they are fantastic. Um, but they were they were just so um, easy to work with. The process went great. Um, our food partner was excellent um, and it all came together. But I would say that that's been so far, that's been the most memorable um, aspect of it. it was just that launch weekend. It was it was crazy for it to all yeah. culminate after finally after over a year of working on something. Um, Isaac's awesome. Yeah, he's I was just he is awesome. I would I wouldn't have been able to do to launch without him. His, his yeah. guidance was invaluable. Yeah. Awesome. Shout out to Isaac. He's great. He gave me a lot of reassurance when I started this job as well. He's, he's the best for sure. He's hilarious. Yeah. He's got like the best energy. I had so much fun with him in Denver and he's a, he's a great coworker. Yes. Definitely shout out to Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like your patience really, uh, paid off April, 2020. It's a rough time to, to get this, but, um, that's so exciting that it's, um, been such a success. And, you know, what do you feel is the main benefit? You talked a little bit about the benefits of the city brew tours buses versus other buses, but what do you think is the main benefit for people who are taking tours with city brew tours? Right. Um, well, Chad, Chad and City Brew Tours over the years really perfected a tour model that focused as much on the education side of things as the entertainment side. So our guests are obviously going to have a good time. They're going to be drinking lots of beer. They're going to be with their friends. They're going to be having a good time. But we add in this level of sophistication where we take people through the 14,000 year history of beer. And then we take them through the complete grain to glass brewing process, a piece of which we go over at each of the locations. You know, and, and we don't make it boring, right? We, it's interactive, it's fun. We in, interject a lot of humor into it. On the longer versions of our tours, we're doing the, the meal pairing and we're taking people through a flavor wheel and we're walking them through just how to pair beer with your food and the different flavors on your tongue to be conscious of as you're consuming this and how they can complement each other is a big thing. So I, I think people really appreciate that. And again, they're going to have a good time. By the end of the tour, you're going to be between four flights of beer and our, our, our affiliates are always very generous with their pours. You're going to be you're, you're going to be in a good mood by the end of it. So, yeah, I think that's what sets us apart. Absolutely. And I feel like that adds a level of sophistication too, when you do like the food pairing with it, because that's something that not everyone really thinks about. 
As you probably know by now, our podcast is done in the form of a live stream. All of our beer club members get to tune in live with me and ask any questions that they want to me, my co-host, or the guest. We just had a great question from one of our live audience members. Let's hear what it was. How does the the uh, food part work? Like, do you have multiple locations or one special one? One. So we have one special one and it's not actually a brewery, but it is a it, it's a in Charlotte. You got to do barbecue. Right. So we, we've yeah. partnered with a barbecue restaurant, um, one of the best in North Carolina, certainly the best in Charlotte. It's called Midwood Smokehouse. And they have a relationship with several of our affiliates. So we're able to get their beer at Midwood Smokehouse and pair it with a barbecue platter that we've specially curated to go with the beer. And our guides, again, will walk people through material that's included in the lanyards that we give out at the top of every tour um, so that people can take it home and, and reference it and uh, use it as a party trick at some later date. But we, we walk people through that whole concept of pairing um, your beer with food. And in this case, specifically um, a delicious barbecue platter that we've got curated. That sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, beers, are you pairing with barbecue? So all kinds. Um, and we have, so our, our platter is barbecue pulled chicken in a, it's in a mustard barbecue sauce with uh, North Carolina hush puppies, a house pickle salad, which I had never had before. I've been to Midwood. Um, very interesting salad to have. And uh, their mac and cheese, which is made with a beer cheese. And, and we pair that day. We had, Midwood does have a rotating selection, so we sort of, our guides, have, which keeps them on their toes, but they sort of have to work that out ahead of time when they're coming through with the tour as to what they're going to pair with each course. But we, we, we mix it up and we compare, you know, bitter with, with bitter. We compare bitter with sweet. We can, you know, we can complement and contrast different flavors. That's what's great about pairing beer with food is that it's not like wine where it's kind of one track. You can pair any beer with any food, really. It's just about getting people to be conscious of the flavors on their tongue as they're doing it. So what we do is we, we do have set beers that we pair with each course of the meal. But then afterwards, we tell people, now try each course with each of the beers. Save a swig for each and, and right. try it and see how the flavors change. People really respond to that and enjoy it. I love that. That's awesome. I'm bummed I did not go to that barbecue place. I was only there for 24 hours, but oh my God, that sounds good. And with so many great restaurants and breweries, I'm curious, Connor, what's your ideal day off in Charlotte? Doing a city brew tour. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Definitely doing the longer version of our tour, which has, it's five hours. So it's, it's a big time commitment, but it's well worth it. Charlotte's great. And it's a, it's a great walking city. Um, I, between, I would probably start my morning with a city brew tours, which essentially is, you know, the, if you do the longer version, the, the, the meal pairing is essentially your lunch. And then you sort of end at 4.30. And then I would go brewery hopping in South End, where you have a high concentration of breweries that are within walking distance of each other along this light rail that, that was built. So you can take the light rail home um, or back to your hotel. Yeah, I guess that would be it. Awesome. I love it. And as we wrap up here, it is time for our rapid fire questions. We change these up every single month. So the idea is to not think, just answer. Connor, are you ready? I guess. All right. There's no wrong answer here. So don't worry, you're going to crush it. All right. Kettle sours or wild sours? Wild sours. Mm -hmm. uh, favorite type of beer glass? Mm, tulip. Me too. Marzins or pumpkin ales? Marzins. Uh, can I answer neither? 
Yeah, you definitely can. Neither. Interesting. Okay. Not into pumpkin at all. Okay. A beer flight or a small pour? Small pour. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Same with me. I um yeah, I had a great bartender at Heist named Rebecca. She came up with that question. So shout out to her. I was I was typing uh this up when I was there having a beer. Uh last one is 12 ounce six pack or 16 ounce four pack. 16 ounce four pack. Usually the better beers come in that size. Oh, interesting. I wonder why. And a little add-on question. I'm just kind of dying to know. So if Rory sold six pack of like little five ounce flight cans, like a little flight pack, would you buy it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm dying for them to do that. Like I, I want to do like a little flight pack or something, just like a six pack of like little small pours. Because sometimes like idea. I don't yeah, and Rob would buy it too. Yeah, I, of, I think of it would different be different beers of different beers, or that would be awesome if they did like a mix and match, like build your own flight or something. But even just like a six pack of the same style, but just like small ones. Because sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I want like a whole 16 ounce can. Okay, we're getting good feedback about that. All right, no one's still dollar idea. <laughs> Connor, it has been a pleasure having you. Is there anything that you'd like to plug? I would. I'd like to plug our tours. Um, I believe we're offering uh, your your listeners a special promotion. So if you're ever in the Charlotte area, we would love to have you on either our three and a half hour tour or our five hour tour. Um, check us out at citybrewtours.com slash Charlotte. Um, and if you'd like to book a tour, there's a button in the upper right hand corner. And a promotional code for you guys is a 10% discount. And it is it's Beer Club 10. Yeah. That's awesome. That's super generous. Thank you so much. And if any of you listening at home want a City Brew Tours franchise in your neighborhood, don't forget this is a franchise. So you can look into that by visiting citybrewtours.com slash franchising. It is a great business opportunity. And guys, thank you all so much for tuning in today. Thank you, Connor, for being an amazing guest and Mary Catherine for being such a phenomenal co-host. We're going to continue exploring Charlotte next week as we take a tour of a tap house that has the most taps in the world. It's called the Charlotte Beer Garden, and they have 436 beers on draft, to be exact. And we're going to chat with Bria Edmonds, their front of house manager, and their keg manager, Owen Ballard. They're awesome. I cannot wait to have them on. And we're going to be tasting a Hellas from Resident Culture Brewing Company called Country Kind of Silence. I'm going to say Hellas yeah to this next episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. It's always a blast having a beer with you. Don't forget to sign up for the Brews Less Traveled Beer Club. And this way you'll get the beers I've been drinking delivered right to your doorstep. Plus exclusive access to our weekly live streams. You can also follow Bruvana on Instagram and me as well at Molly underscore Brews Less Traveled. I always love hearing from you guys, especially if it's a beer recommendation. So keep the messages coming. Cheers.